This week's episode is brought to you by Minimal. You've probably seen Minimal's denim, cargos, and other streetwear essentials all over Instagram because they've been blowing up lately. They keep hype affordable and let you change out your wardrobe every season. Johnny and I love their stuff, so when you're out there copying this week's kicks, don't forget to stop over to Minimal and grab some of their fall collection. Visit mnml.la slash sneakercloset and use code sneakercloset10 to save 10% off your order. It not only saves you some money, but also keeps you looking good. That's mnml.la slash sneakercloset. Get my back now. Get my back now. DXN. Get my back now. Get my back now. Yeah, like that one. Stacey in my back now. Daggers in my back now. DX in the max now. Yeah, we're the max now. Get my back now. Yeah, it's definitely the one we gotta keep down. Let's hit it right here. Yeah. Welcome back to the closet. I'm your host, Matt Roach, here with my co host, Johnny Pena. Johnny, what's good, my man? What's going on, my people? Welcome to another episode, as always. We got, you know, I'm loving this time of year. You know, the the seasons are changing, the kicks are dropping. This this is just the best time of year. There's a lot of, a, I have to say, there's a lot, a lot of sneakers dropping, and it's making your boy wondering if he needs to pick up a second job. You know, sell some computer parts on the side. I don't know, man. But there's just a lot of stuff dropping. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This has been a busy week. I was telling, you know, a bunch of people I got, a, you know, got some sneaker groups we chat with. It was a busy week for me. I got that Stranger Things shock drop where, you know, I had to go after those blazers I missed out on months ago. Oh, that's a fact. So, you know, those are coming in for Halloween. And then I got two lowball bids on, what was it, a, a KD-12 right. home, which I like that colorway personally. And I like the shoe. It's comfy. And I got some barrages, which anybody who was a fan of football in the 90s, you remember Marshall Falk and you remember those barrages. Those were just fire back then. We were talking about that a while ago. I remember talking about the barrages with you and, you know, the Toronto Raptors colorway that was dropping as well. But I know one of those you're going to try to do something funky with. I don't know if you're going to try to do customs, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know me and the the mix master over there, Sab One. We're always talking about ideas. We're scheming. We got a thread where we just scheme for hours. Ninety percent of it is never going to happen. Uh, you never I know. Think some, of it, some of it's not even possible. With our ideas are way out. They're crazy sometimes. That's true. But the man, he's that man. He could do it if anybody can. But those brushes, I'm not going to lie. I got the Rams colorway, which is a dope colorway in hand. They look a hundred times better in hand than they do in pictures mm, that ram i mean essentially when i first saw the ram colorway i knew for a fact just that color itself and anything whether it be a jersey obviously whether it be shoes whether it be a scarf whatever the case might be those two colors go together so well you would think red and black would be the number one colorway to go with something but i feel like those two colors for the ram colorway is definitely underappreciated by far why do you think everybody's sleeping on it though like i don't understand why like things like that especially in that colorway why is everybody sleeping on it? Why is there so many sitting around? I just 
Is it just because there's no hype to it? Is that the only reason? Because they're dope shoes. It's because people don't really realize exactly what they have in front of them, what they're seeing. They're witnessing greatness, but they just don't know it until it's too late. Just like the Sonics, the Sonic 10s. Oh my gosh, boy, listen. As soon as I get this paper, I am copying. And even though it has all white, I'm going to cop a pair just to put on ice because they haven't released in so long. But for... This particular colorway for the Rams colorway and anything shoe related, people are always going after hype stuff. Now, this wasn't a hype release. This wasn't well talked about. This wasn't well rounded as other shoes like an AJ1 and maybe in that colorway or something of that sort. But a lot of people are going to feel really bad once they miss out on that. Well, they missed out on it. But once they realize that they missed out officially, they're going to be like, damn, I should have copped that. Well, that's like when we talked about I got those air pennies. You can't – anybody who slept on those, I just don't understand it. Like how do you not remember Penny Hardaway? That man, he was just – he was gross. You're talking about a classic – you're talking about a classic man in a classic shoe. They go together very well. So when you talk about a classic shoe, a lot of people are sleeping on a classic shoe. And they're just like, oh, no, this is something from like back in the day. I would never put those on my feet. But believe it or not, I like pennies a lot. I think they're dope. And I got that house that house party color, which is like that that kind of like maroon-ish, that like dark maroon. Right. And it's, it's dope. I love that one. But those, you're right. I, I'm actually glad you brought up the Seattles because when we talked about it, we didn't think they were going to sit like this. I mean, they're they're like a fire sale already. You can get them for a, a buck 30. Buck and we 40. love it all day, every day. So keep the bricks coming. Keep them coming. Love it. Love, love, love the bricks on those because I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to snag two pairs and put one on ice when they drop to about 110-ish. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to snag two pairs. Oh, that's what I would doubt. You got to do that. I'm just I'm just sitting there waiting. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a brick and a half and it was fire. So to everybody sure. out there who slept on it, thank you. We love you in the closet, but let's talk about some other things that are coming because we're talking, you know, things that are going to f- drop and they're going to sell. Is this is AJ one season? It is being crazy. Between now and February, we're getting a lot of drops. The only thing that's positive about the AJ one right now is I love that they're giving the women's exclusives. Oh, that's without a doubt. I'm talking about there's so many women exclusives. But you know the resellers are out there to basically high bid everything. You got to pay an arm and a leg to get some of these women exclusives. But shout out to the women and and the women doing their thing right now, especially on, you know, on that side of the spectrum, just everything that's coming out with them. I think all of these women collabs, I wouldn't call them women collabs, but all these women's shoes that are coming out, I have yet to be disappointed. Well, you know what I'm actually happy about is Nike's tends to be a little bit more progressive on things. I mean, when Under Armour has legit one star, they have Steph Curry. And remember that little girl that called him out like a year ago and she was like, I love you, Steph, but I can't buy your shoes because you forgot about 50% of the population. Oh, for sure. And remember he sent her a pair of like of like girls ones, which she was like, an eight, like she was like 10 years old. She was like adorable. That hasn't released yet. Yeah, so she sent or no, was it the sixes? I don't know, but she got like a legit like exclusive pair, and also loved the idea that she just wrote him a letter and he responded. 
But the fact that you can't even buy that in women's is like insane. So the fact that we're sitting here that like saying, oh, it's good that Nike's doing this. They're the only ones doing it right now. You're missing majority of the population. <laughs> like they're, not, they're, not doing, they're not doing like, you know, they're not doing big drops with men and women. Nope. You're not seeing them do anything. Nike's the only one that's really legit given fire on that kind of drop, which is nice to see. But Adidas, you know, Under Armour, you got to be a little bit more on the times because you're forcing girls to only buy from Nike. Yeah, that's true. Is what you're saying. You're saying we don't want a cut of the pie, which makes absolutely no sense to me because women at athleisure is becoming a huge, huge market and the women are dominating that. So if you don't hop on that, you're losing billions of dollars because it's it, they tie in together. The girls, if they're going to go and get nice, you know, sp- like spandex shorts or athletic shorts or anything like that, they're going to want good kicks to go with it. Why not put the effort both sides? Yeah, that's without a doubt. I mean, you're looking at it from a perspective of a business standpoint, first and foremost, because you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to make this shoe and I'm going to make a general release. What most people don't understand is the general release is to the public. But then again, you're also not realizing that you're making a said amount of sizes and you're making it from size A down to size X. And in particular, there are majority of women whose feet are a lot smaller. And when you as a company are not looking at the wider realm of women's feet in general, you're losing out on basically a higher percentage of people that would actually buy your shoe or that you can actually reach. When you look, when you cut your supply short, Say you cut it from like the Air Max, I call them the Nintendos. That's what everybody's calling them, the Air Max 97s, the Nintendos. They started with a size seven and a half, and then they go up to the highest size that you can possibly think of. Now, when you do seven and a half, you also have to think about smaller feet. So now you're cutting out a margin of what you're able to sell to certain individuals. Yeah, people like me, I'm happy because I can get an eight and a half right now. But what about the person that wears a size seven in women's or eight and a half in women's a seven and a half in men's doesn't result into an eight and a half in, in women's or vice versa. So like I was talking on Twitter to one of our Twitter people, Amy, I was trying to look for a pair of shoes for her for the Air Max 97s and they didn't make it in her size. And I tried and tried to see exactly where I could find the shoe itself, but I couldn't find it was the problem. So, you know, I think majority of these companies need to realize exactly what type of feet, (laughs) I hate to say it that way, but what type of feet they're actually looking forward to making shoes for. Don't just cut yourself short because you're losing out on a lot of profit. Yeah. You know, the one thing I actually have heard is, it's funny, I heard this on Twitter, was that women are saying if they don't have bots, they're all getting taken by men. Men are actually going there, taking all the women's exclusives, and they can't even get in on them. So they're making them in their sizes. But like you said, with the size-wise, they're not going small enough. It's almost like some of these releases, they're still tailoring towards men. Like, how many women are a size 13? That's true. 
versus you know what I mean? Like they're clearly aiming at this towards men because the thirteen is just an eleven and a half men. I remember the first day that I saw this in action was the Air Jordan one. I call it the super chill that had like the patent leather. It was kind of like a UNC colorway, but it was really shiny. And those were just exclusively mm-hmm. for women. Now, obviously, a certain women's size can uh, converge into a men's size or man's size. Are you, are you talking about that patent leather? Like, a, it's like baby blue yep. and it's got like... And yeah, okay. that shoe itself, I remember it. It was amazing. Like, I loved it. I was like, okay, I'm actually going to try a Air Jordan 1 for the first time. Couldn't even open the app to get the shoe itself everybody's cooking on this shoe women legit went on twitter and was just having a field day talking about how this app is trash how they can't get a shoe that's made for women because you have all the men that are just taking it just to resell it and legit right now on stock and the go app they're sitting at a real hefty price of almost 500 600 for certain sizes and still, for some sizes that don't sell as frequently, they're still sitting at damn near like $400 plus. You know what I mean? So I, I feel for the women out there that can't cop their size. So now I'm in the same boat, obviously, still for some shoes that I really want that I can't get. But I feel their pain. And I think most of most companies are just losing out on a lot of money. If you're a company and you want to make money, you have to go with the bay sizes. I'm talking about bay bay sizes. Well, that's the same thing we talked about the the May sixes. You know, for a size thirteen, it's you know twelve hundred bucks on StockX. How how many women are size thirteen? It's got to be such a small percentage. Yet you're selling that many thirteens. You know what you're you know what you're doing if you're going to try to actually get. It's just numbers. There's just more women who are between, you know, a six and an eight or a six and a nine than they are an 11 into a 13. Oh, that's what I was about. Like, 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 you know, you're making those for men. Like, give them a true exclusive, you know? I, I, I think that's just like, it's just a frustrating aspect. I think they're trying to placate everybody. But, you know, give, give the women an exclusive. I, I would totally be fine with that. I mean, even giving them a, an exclusive. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but most of most we talked about it last episode about creating sneaker accounts and things of that sort. Now, most of these sneaker accounts that are created, or even the personal one that you created for yourself, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, well, this is my first name, this is my last name. I'm either a male or a female. Now, think about it as this for your personal. Obviously, for me, for Johnny Pena, I'm a male, so I click on male. Now, for the accounts that I bought from somebody, I can switch that to female, and then I can still get the exclusive. So it's a lot of stuff on Nike's end that they need to figure out and filter out like, okay, this is a dummy account. This is a real account. This is a fraudulent account. This is a real the problem. The problem with that is, is I don't think you can do it. It's just a male or female. Cause I don't think it's a male or female issue. I think it's cause there's some people who just don't identify as either. So I don't think, and I think when I talk about it in the broadest terms, we're just, cause it is, you know, they only make shoes male or female. They don't typically make unisex shoes. Right. Um, I mean, they do, but you know, to an extent, let's, I think it's 
it's a male dominated industry. And I think it's more not about making it just for women, but making it more for everybody, making it more of an inclusive thing than just men. And that is a gun. That is where I think Nike's going to struggle. And all of them are going to struggle is you can never just identify male or female. Like those questions are almost going to end up being removed. I think for them, the only way to truly identify in which I don't know why they haven't done it is a one-to-one. You attach your phone number to one account and that's it. Do two-factor authentication, it's done. You know it's one-to-one. There's only a finite number of phone numbers. I mean, I guess you could, you know, steal numbers and find ways to make it work and figure that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people smarter than me that can figure that out. But I think that's the next direction they're going to go because I don't think they're ever going to have a I don't even think it's possible to have a, a woman's release just actually let the women get it. I just, uh, you're, you're right. I mean – Yeah. So it's a big issue and I think it they do need to do – there needs to be a, a broader conversation and I hope that they're bringing the right people in. Well, now that you talk about 2FA, you, I don't know. I need to tag you in it if you haven't seen it already. But you see how most of these – I wouldn't say applications, but you see how most of these stores are actually being conjoined into one app now. Um I saw that. I saw that recently. It was like uh, Champs and Foot, Fit, Foot Locker and all those places, yep. East Bay. Now it's going to be, I think, there's still going to be some type of loophole. I, I know that for a fact. I think there's loopholes in a lot of things in everybody's everyday life and everybody's everyday applications that they use. It's just trying to find that loophole and people that actually know certain secrets and people that actually profit on some of these secrets. Cause I know for a fact, there's somebody whose name I can't really put a finger on because I don't know if the person is real or not, but let's just say the person's name is Linux and uh, this Linux guy or woman finds out how to not necessarily hack the application, but get past and get verified through all these stores in this one application, there's always somebody working on the back end of trying to find some way to cheat the system. So I'm I'm really wondering how long this is going to last. And I'm also wondering how easy it is for people to actually break through some systems. So, you know, I actually think they don't care. I think that's the worst part. I think they care to a certain extent because people complain, but it just makes the hype bigger. They don't – it doesn't hurt them at all. They're still selling out of every shoe. No, that's for a fact. So I think they care, but only a little bit. Yeah. They care about optics. That's about it. But, you know, the Jordan 1, it's crazy. We got so much stuff coming. But then we also got this chatter of this not only the fearless, which – how do you feel about this fearless one? Man, listen, I think any shoe that is shiny that I can smile in without breaking, <laughs> I will buy if I can. I think the fearless is definitely something that I would cop. Now, my UNCs that I bought um, for the first time, I have not worn them yet, but this will probably be another shoe that I will try to cop. The Fearless itself, I think they did a really good job with the colorway. For people that got early pairs, lucky you. Help a brother out because I need a pair. I think the AJ1 itself is definitely moving in a direction, and we're definitely seeing a lot more colorways being blended together 
in a one, I would say. I think it's definitely this year alone has been an AJ1 season. So for me, this shoe is not only a hard, hard pass. Mm. It is one that I believe should be an instant custom. I think what you do is you take off that finish on that baby blue. You already have the red sole. You turn that baby blue into a red. You bring back your, you know, your shine. You bring back your patent, like shine. And then you have yourself a patent leather Chicago AJ1. Okay. I see, I see what you're doing there. Okay. Because you already have the vast majority of the shoe already done for you. You're just fixing like just the, you know, the, the back of the shoe and then the top part, which to me isn't that much work. I, I mean, just personally, that's the only way I rock that shoe. Okay. I see what, I, I see where you're going with it. I think personally that shoe wouldn't be my top 10 in Air Jordan ones that I like. I would say that these will definitely sell at a not super high market, but I think they will definitely resell for about probably certain sizes obviously will sell more than others, but I would have to say it would steadily be around like 300 plus for any size going. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's just an Air Jordan 1 flow this, this year alone. So I can only imagine how many more AJ1s will be created, recreated, resold, and repurposed. I want to see where it's going to go in the following year, in the coming year. 100%. And I think next year, we've already heard so much that's coming out. I think this is going to go still go for 3 350 I think it's going to go in that range. And I personally, will, I'll still try to go after it. But if I get this pair, I'm wholeheartedly just changing the top and making a, a Chicago patent leather one. Oh, and if that happens, I'm not going to lie, I will rock that. Whew, I will rock that all day, every day, because that is just that is a pair I've always wanted. But I just it's too the colorways. I know that they're symbolic UNC in Chicago. It's just they don't flow. I just feel like it's a forced aesthetic because there's history. Yeah, without a doubt. I just it's just it's just not two colors that should be together. It's just taking the ball with something and rolling with it is what I think is what I think is actually happening. But then they're doing the opposite. They're doing this other one that you were telling me about the, was it the UNC to Chicago or something like that? Or what was it? That, oh my gosh. I'm telling you, it's either AJ one season this year and next year, or they just did it in December when the bread 11s come out. And they do it all again next season around like August or something. Do another AJ one season, but oh, it's gonna be AJ. February is gonna be AJ one season. It's gonna be crazy. I'm telling you, like they're coming out with different colors, same colors, mix and match. Now I do have to say, don't go above and beyond creating certain colorways and thinking that it's okay to come out with them because. Everyone knows how I am. I will let you know if these are hot garbage. Matt will let you know if these are hot garbage. (laughs) And I got to say, like, I'm somewhat surprised, somewhat happy at the fact that the more colorways that are coming out, the more I want to try on my UNCs at home. 
the more I want to buy more AJ ones. So for me, I got to know. So like this is another this is another hard pass for me. This is not a shoe I want. Again, this would be one that I would probably just this is even simpler for me because I'm not taking anything off. I would just paint that red on the back and just make it a bread one. Like for me, that is a that's a custom in 20 minutes. And that requires virtually no work. That's true. You know, so that is essentially a bread one in about a half hour. Or for any other good customizer, about 10 what minutes. It takes, me about, it takes me about three times as long. But that's just, for me, it's, it's a hard pass. And I, what, so I guess for me is, what is it about the two-tone that sells it? Because I think you like that aesthetic. What is it that sells it for you? What is it about the two-tone? Is it, you feel like it, it rocks easier with clothes? It, it, it has a little bit more pop to it. What is it, the piece that sells you? Like what's it like kind of like the factor you like? I think the factor for me and a couple other people is the fact that you have not only I would call it the three tone because you have the black that's in the middle of the blue and the red. Well put, well put. So even though you have the black, even though black can go with basically anything that you put on, you have, you know, the the I guess you would call it the baby blue and then you have the red toe box. Now, say you have a shirt that has majority of baby blue and no red at all. You can throw the shoe on, vice versa. Or say you want to throw on a what I would call a spicy shirt or a shirt that nobody would ever think that you would wear. And you never know. It could go very well with these shoes or you could just look like a straight up clown. We don't know. But <laughs> I like the fact that you can have a shoe with three different colors on it and get away with it now where you you have a size 13 versus a size seven and a half eight and a half six that's where you go from looking really goofy to looking like you know exactly what you're doing versus wearing a size 13 you're looking goofy versus wearing a size way smaller looking fresh like you just woke up you already brush your teeth and everything looking like a million bucks. Now it really just goes off the size. Like for me, since I have a common size, I think it would look really good on my feet and people that have my size, it will look really good. Now, if you have, you know, clown feet, which size 14, 17, whatever the case might be, these will definitely look like, you know, you're ready for the circus. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually kind of glad you said. I mean, not that they're clown shoes, but they kind of do look like. Clown yeah, shoes. that's what I'm <laughs> I feel like Bozo would wear these, and you just think he's a hype without beast. a doubt. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah for, for all you clowns out there that work on the weekends, this is yeah, for you. But <laughs> but speaking, I mean, we're gonna close out this AJ one talk with. I don't even know what is this Air Zoom eighty five runner. It's essentially a Chicago Nova one. Dad shoe. But it's got like a cool like outside to it. It's got like this like plastic feel. It almost <laughs> That's what it is, it's see through plastic. But in a weird if somebody gave me these, I'd rock these. So for anybody who hasn't seen these, they essentially look like I don't know, I like a cross between like an Air Max, no, like no, like a Tailwind, a Jordan One, and 
I don't know, an Air Max one? It's kind of like a weird blend. I guess it's closer to a Tailwind because yeah. of the top and the toe box. But it's they're still clearly trying to keep some sort of aesthetic from a Jordan 1. And I, I, it has a feeling like there's some sort of Air Max there or like with the they're like the laces it feels like sort of like an air max air max one yeah. you know something like that um i have no idea what they're doing but i'm not gonna lie if somebody gave me these i totally would rock these. yeah but would you rock them in public because i know for damn sure you would not be wearing these next to me matt i kid you not i would not walk next to you with these shoes on <laughs> i would not let you put these on if you're walking next to me first of all this shoe itself I think it's fine for if you if you're a dad, obviously, if you want to, you know, work out in the basement, if you want to lift some weights, go to the gym, do your thing, big man. But these are not <laughs> a public shoe. These are not a shoe that you go out in public with. These are a shoe that you go to the movie theater at probably the latest movie, say like 11 o'clock, 1030. I don't know whatever latest movie in your country is or state. But these, to me, are really hot garbage. And I have to say that with a passion. Because it looks like an Air Jordan 1 Low mixed with, uh, I would have to say the midsole is like the side of your of Monarchs is what they look like. And I think the Jordan symbol on the toe where the... the top of the toe meets the gum part of the shoe. I think they should have took that off because you have already the Nike check and the Jordan symbol on the back. So there's no need to put more Jordan symbols around the shoe. Um, I definitely see Matt wearing these. Um, So if you guys want to help Matt out by not getting these for him, I would highly appreciate it. Uh, but these, these to me are really a hard pass. And I would have to say these go down in my book of worst of the week, worst of the month, worst of the year. See, that's just dramatic. Like they're not like, I'm not saying they're a must cop. They're not, they're like, I'm saying if somebody gave them to me for free, I'm not paying for these. I'm saying if, you know, Jordan brand was like, yo, Matt, we understand you're like, you know, a Z list celebrity. You know, we wanted to help you out because you look like a homeless man. So, <laughs> so like, I'm saying, I'm not saying they're great, but I'm just saying if you're running Saturday errands and you're, and first of all, I'm not condoning wearing these with a pair of Wrangler jeans. Like, I'm saying if you're wearing a pair of, like, jean shorts and a T-shirt and you're out doing some errands or just, like, you know, doing stuff, they're not, like, terrible. I'm not saying they're... They're dope, but they look like they're pretty comfortable. They're not like the best looking shoe, but they're not terrible. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if these, you know, hit an outlet or something like that, and somebody cops them for like. No, 50 these are bucks, gonna flop without a doubt. These are definitely gonna go way below retail. But I can see people copping them for steel when they do drop down in price, and I do see a lot of people wearing these out in the street, whether it be grocery shopping going to Home Depot to go pick up something to build something at home. I don't know. But I do see a lot of dads wearing this shoe. It's not this is not a dad exclusive. It's not like, you know, the dads of the world are getting an exclusive. This is it's it's a it's a below average shoe. 
it's a lot of below average shoes I would still rock. It's not like everything I wear is or you wear is hype. We just, you know, if it was handed to me and it was there, should I, I'd ride it mm. on the train. You know, I, I, I'm not saying like I'm going to go to, you know, a baby shower. Definitely but, not a Latino you know, baby shower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I haven't gotten that invite yet, by the way. But... <laughs> But like I'm, I'm just saying, like they're they're just okay. Like I'd rock them. Like I'm not. I wouldn't be ashamed of them. Like there's a lot of shoes I'd be ashamed of. These I would just be like, yeah, I'm wearing shoes. So they're they're something. That's the only way I can describe it. There's something. I don't know no. what they're something of, but there's something. And for you, there's they're they're a bunch of garbage. But you know, it is what it is. And let's see. You know what else we got going on here? We got uh, you know what big talk. Some big talk. Oh yeah. So this is I read some some stories. I think you know our boy Matt Powell out there. He's always doing good content, and uh, he he kind of pointed it to this you know this high sobriety article that was talking about you know streetwear and sneakers and you know for everybody who's you know eco friendly and you know wonders if we're going to have an Earth in fifty years. Apparently, streetwear and sneakers have a huge sustainability problem. And there was some there was some huge statistics in there that like legit blew my mind. Like it said, seventy three percent of the world's clothing eventually ends up in landfills. That's like wild. that is ridiculous. That means that like you're telling me only twenty seven percent can be recycled. That is insane. And then this is there's a bunch there's a couple of these that just blew my mind. More than two hundred billion of unsold stock is sitting on shop floors and in warehouses around the world. $200 billion. The majority of this, I feel like they can be either donated or something. They have to be able to use that material, rip it up, and just create something else with it, like whether it be... We've talked about this in the past, too. This, like, hits us at our core. Like, there's kids in the world who don't have clothes. Give that to them. Like if you know if you don't want to do with it, let us know. We'll start an initiative to get kids clothes around the world. I would love to do that. At least it's meaningful. Don't have this stuff sitting on your floor. You want me to come to your warehouse? Me and you will fly out there and I will gladly bring things to kids in, you know, underdeveloped countries and give them clothes. Oh, that's what I would fact. Yeah. Like that's at least meaningful. This just sitting there. And then here's here's another one. The number of garments produced annually surpassed 100 billion for the first time in 2014 doubling since 2000 100 billion well, garments so you you look at it as as a perspective of one you're a business so i understand that you're trying to make money but two at the same time whether you're making shoes like as sneakerheads we're not realizing like we're realizing how many shoes are being created, but we're not realizing how many shoes are sitting back and where the rest of these shoes are going. Even though that these shoes are going to clearance, we obviously know that the ones that don't sell on clearance, where is it being sold at or where is it being burned or whatever you do with it? As for the garment side of things, I know Nike themselves, they price certain garments really high. And majority of these garments that aren't sold that are sitting in warehouses and end up in landfills, majority of these things, even if you don't want to sell it as is, 
at least take the time to invest into a warehouse where you recreate something from it, try to sell it. If it doesn't sell, then you have the plan B of saying, okay, I understand that this isn't selling. This is going to sit in a warehouse. Let me find a corporation. Let me find a nonprofit. Let me find someone, an influencer or someone who is wanting to help kids, underprivileged kids and people out there that don't have clothes on their backs. And even people in the homeless states, not necessarily states, but there's homeless people all over the world. But obviously take care of people that don't have a Christmas to look forward to, people that are in third world countries that don't have clothes on their backs. Like you're having 73% of world's clothing end up in landfills. Now, obviously humans and mankind, we are our own self-destruct button because we're letting this happen and we're not taking the initiative to actually figure out how to help people. And with all these garments doubling, which is probably going to double in the next couple of years, it, it's just crazy to me. It's mind-boggling. It's just they they can't get out of their own way and it's not profitable. And I also wonder too, is is the reason that they're just throwing stuff away because there's, you know, well, I mean, I speak on behalf of the United States. I don't know what other countries' policies are and stuff. Is it because they don't want to go through the red tape? Like, is it is it not advantageous because it's difficult? Like, is there like laws in place that makes it difficult to do the right thing? You know, I uh, I know there's certain things where a lot of times we when I worked for the city, I was I was a lifeguard and we had all the extra food where we had like we used to feed kids during the day. It was like a lunch program in the summer, and at the end of the day you had to throw that away. You couldn't give it away. And it's just a shame because you're throwing away legitimate, good, healthy food that would be better off given to homeless people. But since it's a liability, you can't do that. I wonder if there's some liability that if something happens to somebody and you're giving it away, they're setting themselves up. I wonder if it's like legal counsel that's telling them. I think the only thing that I can really think about that may be a legal issue is like the type of material that they use in their clothes may cause somebody to have an allergic reaction but that's something that's rare that's like being allergic to sunlight like that's really rare for something like that to happen and i think you see it more and more in corporations where they don't want to go through the legal battle and they don't want to go through certain things but as soon as somebody rips off an idea a.k.a. Steve Madden, they're ready to throw a legal battle or something of the sort. You know what I mean? So it's it's definitely one of those one-offs. It's like you care, but you don't care. So it's really hard. Yeah, no, you have a good point. I think it's it's hard. You're right. Not everybody has an issue. And you're, I think Steve Madden's a great example. I think they clearly just don't even care because that was just so blatant. But I... I wish they would do something different and i hope that it starts a conversation whether or not it starts with us or starts with other people i just want it to be a continued conversation i hope we keep bringing it up because i just want to see some meaningful change happen in the article you know there was more things that it said and there was one eye-opening piece that i like put in bold letters because it just legit blew my mind so the boston consulting group projects that the global apparel and footwear industry 
will grow by 81% by 2030. Mm. That is insane. 81% in 11 years. And the last thing that it had there was streetwear brands produce up to 350 different items a year. Now, and they kind of, they called it the supreme effect, essentially. So for that 81% by 2030, I want to say that I believe, obviously they have a lot of people that are into analytics and stuff like that, but I feel as though that it'll probably be a little bit sooner than 2030. And for the streetwear brands, I feel like obviously it's an estimate, estimated number for 350 because I feel like they produce more than 350 items a year. At least if you look at Supreme side and their standpoint, like how much they produce alone isn't a lot compared to, you know, Nike, Adidas, New Balance, uh, you name it. Well, they're not street, they're not streetwear brands. They're athletic companies. They're not, they don't, they're not like a, like, Streetwear is more like minimal or supreme or kith or bape or you know any of those kind. That's that's streetwear. Nike and Adidas and Reebok and Puma don't fall under. I mean, even for the okay, so but even for the seasons, like for minimal and kith, like you have different seasons in a year, correct? And during those seasons, like let's talk about kith for example. Every Monday they have Kith Mondays. How many pieces are dropped on Kith Mondays is ridiculous. Obviously they sell out and they resell. Now you look at other companies that may not be doing something similar, but they're doing something to where they're dropping X amount of number of clothing or Well the hard the hard thing is it says different items. So if it's the same shirt in eight different colors, I don't know if that constitutes a new item. Mm, okay so if it's just a, if it's just a t-shirt it might just be 52 items a year for kid mondays okay that makes more if it's sense. the same shirt in like eight different colors i can't imagine that would be and the hard thing is is there's no background to that and i'm sure there's a lot of streetwear brands that don't even come close to 350 not yet what i don't so we're naming you know the the five to ten biggest in the game right the little guys are not even coming close to 350 a year. No. But if you add all that together, I feel like it's more than 350. Obviously, if you're not doing duplicates, like the same design, but in four different colorways, like Supreme does. Like they have the same shirt, but four different colors, or five yeah. different colors. Obviously, you put that all into one category. But you're looking at other places that are having the same shirts, just like Supreme in different colors. But then you also have a different design in the same colors, then you would count that as two and so on and so forth. But if you're not doing the same colorways or if you're not doing the same design, then you would count that as well. So I'm just thinking about like the broader aspect of maybe there's streetwear brands out there that aren't being considered inside this category or group of streetwear brands. But I, by far the numbers that we're basically talking about in general is just mind boggling. It's baffling to me well i think in my interpretation is the fact that i think streetwear wasn't taken seriously at all but now but now it's a main player and the fact that they set trends and they're kind of creating a culture of throwaway fashion 
like things like cheaply made like Primark. Primark is a perfect example of clothes that are they're meant to just literally last the season. If oh, that. without a doubt. Like you buy a pair of Primark jeans and you're lucky if you get two months. <laughs> without out. a doubt, my brother. <laughs> but I feel like they're creating this culture where it's just like, oh, this is just the you know, this is just November's style. It's like a throwaway culture where we're just like, oh, whatever. It was six bucks. Why do I care what happens to these jeans? And that mindset is shifting from streetwear where it's just it's evolving every you know it's like it's different variations every season like supreme is known for changing everything every season it's always different and not that big fashion brands don't change but there's a lot of their stuff changes drastically i don't really feel like i mean there's supreme has a lot of stuff that's the same they always have a bogo but and they always have their you know their t-shirts and stuff but they have a lot of unique collabs every season I mean, they have their boilerplate stuff they go back to, but there is some really unique stuff. And I think we're just churning through stuff. I just think back three years ago to today, fashion's evolving so fast that you can't even Ever so quickly. And I'm talking about with a blink of an eye, something new has come about in somebody's feed that probably thousands of people haven't seen yet so once something circulates and somebody gets a word of it everything can just change in the blink of an eye and i think one it's a good thing but two also just thinking about the numbers like i'm still on the fact of like the amount of things that end up in landfills that we could be giving out to people or you know if they and like shoes they can't they can't be like taking a like some of these shoes they can't do anything with so shoes are probably a big part of the problem because they might not be able to melt it all down. I don't – to be honest, I have no idea what's in half our shoes. Yeah, me neither. So it's like that new Nike that came out, that one that had all the little beads in it that was mm-hmm. like super controversial. Mm-hmm. Where, where are those things going? How is that eco-friendly? If you're going to put out millions of pairs, there needs to be more of a conversation. It needs to be like – I know it feels like we play such a small part in the global game, mm-hmm. but when you're putting out tens of millions of pairs of shoes every year, hundreds of millions of pairs, we, you know, if there's 7 billion people, I bet you five and a half to 6 billion people are wearing shoes every single day. Oh, without a doubt. Maybe, maybe less, maybe 5 billion, maybe 2 billion don't, but if they all go through average one pair a year, that's five billion pairs of shoes a year. Mm-hmm. So, and granted, not everybody goes through a pair a year. Some people might, like you know, the dads out there may wear their monarchs till there's nothing left. Uh, but you know, and there's some people in more countries that don't have the money and resources, and they just might have one pair. But for the rest of us, we buy absurd numbers, sneakerheads especially. So. I feel like we need to, as a community, kind of think about these things. And I know we're always talking about what's hype and what's not. But on a serious note, I think this is like a a good conversation to be had. And I know that we have absolutely no say in Nike and Adidas and these companies. And they're not going to listen to us. It does not matter what we say. But I think it's important the conversations have because these numbers are sorry, 81% and 100 billion garments – that's, and that was in 2014. 
that was five years ago. Who knows what those numbers are? Yeah, I think going forward, you definitely need to sit back and figure out exactly what your game plan is going forward. I understand that you're thinking about long-term growth. I mean, you guys been at it for X amount of years before I was even born. But I mean, now more than ever is the time to realize the type of people that you already have addressed, the type of people that need to now be addressed with this percentage of garments ending up in landfill. We're not even talking about shoes now. We're talking about clothing on somebody's back. We're talking about clothing on a little kid's back that doesn't have clothing every so often or ever. So, I mean, as a company, yeah, you're thinking about your revenue. You're thinking about, you know, capital gain, things of that sort. But you also, you being a sneaker <laughs> community. trying to throw out some financials. Look at you with your dividends and your... I'm trying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I know a little something about, you know, uh, about finance talk. You know what I mean? I'm not... I don't know about... <laughs> I don't know that. about... We got that debt to income ratio, you know. We I don't got know nothing about that. I don't know nothing. About, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I don't know nothing about that, my man. All I know is about the paycheck that I get and the podcast I do with you. I know nothing about percentages, low end, high end, none of that. He's like, we got that market cap of a hundred billion, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about that. Oh but man. No, I mean, I mean, seriously, like, you know, even us as human beings like when we when we feel like we need to help out we'll help out but at the same time when you have these bigger brands that are doing so much they also need to realize how much they're losing it's not only just your name because you're already a household name whether adidas or nike or new balance you know what i mean sometimes you you should worry about other people other than the people that you are already taken care of but that's just my sentiment i mean i think for that's all i think what we both believe we'd love it to happen but it's not going to so what i think what they need to do is find a way that's advantageous for them you can easily spin this take all your extra crap and do a inner city program for underprivileged kids you can make this look good go to every huge urban area and drop off buckets of clothes nope these if these kids don't have anything do you really think they care if it's hype or not they want to stay warm no, you know, that's, that's do, without a doubt. do something that's right like they don't care about if it's like hype i mean yes they probably want to be cool but just keep these kids warm what do you think it's like being in chicago or minnesota in the middle of you know january that is cold colder like, than you could think yeah so like do things right you, you know do a international program where it's like hey like you know we're trying to you know help kids in africa or you know india or any of these places just market i don't care if you're gonna you're gonna spend just as much money marketing it to make yourself good like you know a good corporate you know social sustainable citizen i don't care what you do about that to make your image look good but actually do some good with it because you know they're not going to do it out of the goodness of their heart. That's just not no, going to happen. Not, just spend millions and market it. I don't care how you spend it, but just do something with it instead of having all this stuff sit everywhere because that's just crazy. Yeah, I think for me, I think even – I wouldn't be mad if they did marketing for a season every year. At least you're doing something. Do something yeah. instead of nothing. 
Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we got to end on a high note and today's the 29th, you know, we're getting, yes, sir. Clo- we're getting close to that Halloween and, you know, those Halloween kicks came out this year. What are we feeling? We got that Air Force One Black Skeleton, and then we got that Night of Mischief SB Dunk. What are you feeling? Um, Between the two, I would have to say the SBs is definitely something that I am going to go after, and I hope that they are selling for less than what they're selling for right now. I am waiting till November 1st, and I am doing the exact same thing. And I'm going after that SB because I don't care. I'll do it next year. I'm that guy that buys a sweatshirt in the middle of July. I, I don't care. That doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll get it next year. Oh, yeah. So I'm 100% waiting and going after those. They're selling for a premium right now, but they'll drop because people will stop caring about them. Nah, for sure. And I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't wear the Black Skeleton Air Force Ones. But it is kind of clever. I think it's kind of cool. I mean, Would I wear it? No, but it is kind of unique. I mean, this year, other than last year, last year when they dropped the white version, they didn't come out with the clothing. So Nike did a, a nice job of coming out with like a top, a bottom, a face mask, and then the shoes themselves. I think I like anything glow in the dark, but that's just me. I mean, the outsole glow-in-the-dark is a really cool touch. Oh, yeah. The only thing that would have been cooler is if the skeleton on the shoe glow-in-the-dark, too. Oh, that would have been fire. Like, that would have been fire. And I don't know why they didn't do it, because they could have easily outlined it in, like, 3M. Yeah, nah. That would have been dope. that seems like it could have easily been done, and that would have been so cool. Like, that to me would have been a must-cop, and I would have 100% bought it if the shoe, even if it's not my style, would have 100% bought it if it just, like, was through. Because it's a statement piece. Like, you walk around outside on Halloween, and somebody's like, dude, that's crazy. That's literally your skeleton. Oh, yeah. Fire without like, without a doubt. Yeah. But, and I like the, the dunks because they're just loud. They're fun. Like... I don't for holiday shoes. I like something fun. I don't need it to be serious. Yeah. Like that's why I love the concepts dunks that they've they've done in the past because they just they they look ridiculous. But that's kind of like it's like the ugly sweater to me. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Like this has spider webs and spiders and has a green outsole and it's like for me it's something that I would bring out during the season. Like for the ugly SBs that concept came out with. Obviously, Christmas is right around the corner. I don't want to shade October, but, you know, I'm going to bring out those SBs once uh, the holidays kick in. So, I mean, these every Every year I kick myself that I don't get those. Every year. I've tried several times. I always fail. You got to get them, man. Got to get them before they're gone. Dion, if you got an extra pair, 11 and a half, sitting in your closet, let me know, man. I just, I got the perfect sweater for it. I got that perfect Kmart sweater I've had since 2006, and it is fuego. Fuego. Dion, I will let you borrow that. It is, it is a woman's V-neck vest with a puffy snowman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Oof. Oof. 
I'm telling you, we'll put that we'll put that on social media when the time comes because the people need to see that. Nah, that's 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 something that you need to keep in the closet and never bring back out. But anyways, <laughs> back to what we're talking about. I mean, we're always these are these are, these are must cops. I yeah. if I could get them, I didn't get them when they came, but they I don't know where they dropped personally. I, they said they were supposed to come out on the 19th. I didn't see them on the sneakers app. I don't know where they drop, but they're not selling for crazy right now. They're only selling for about like 180, 170. Yeah, so they they straight. I mean, the ones that they released before were sell are selling for a lot of money, I think still. Um, but I mean, to get back on to a little something, I think we're definitely still in for a good surprise in the next uh 2 months that we have left, believe it or not. Um And I think, to be honest with you, December is going to be a crazy month. We're definitely going to come back with some more heat for the sneaker closet. Uh, We're definitely going to keep bringing you those fire episodes. And Matt will hopefully, hopefully keep that ugly sweater that he got from Kmart inside his closet and not bring it out. Nope, 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 nope. I am going to rock that thing. I used to wear it every year on Christmas. I tell you, I look great. You know, that was before, like, you could just, like, go out and buy the ironic, ugly sweaters. This was before they actually made – this was, like, some people wore this and they had pride in these sweaters. Oh, my gosh. You know, back in the day, it was hard to get an ugly sweater. That's true. You couldn't find them anywhere. You actually had to buy something that – and I feel bad. This poor woman, I'm not going to say her name. I worked with, and they did an ugly sweater contest when I first started working. And, of course, I happened to have this, so I wore mine. And this poor woman, I'll just give her a name, you know, Janice from accounting. They were like, Janice, come up here. Join the thing. And she goes, you think my sweater's ugly? The poor woman's heart was broken. She actually thought it was like a nice sweater. She probably got it at Kmart with me. And it wasn't. I mean, it was. (laughs) granted, it was terrible. But it had a giant tree on the back gosh and she thought it was like she probably had had it since the 80s probably but that poor thing she was like yo i got this at you know marshall's and she thought she was crushing it that woman went home and had an entire thing of ben and jerry oh my gosh here we go i mean oh that poor (laughs) woman all right janice well sorry that we have to cut your segment short in this sneaker closet yeah (laughs) jan you mean janice from accounting Anyways, <laughs> we always we always no, of course that. we always want to appreciate you know everyone for oh. listening. We definitely appreciate y'all tuning in every episode. We're definitely gonna keep coming back with that fire every single episode. At least try to, and you know, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, uh, Matt. Where are they gonna find you at? You can find me consistently as I am Matt Roach on Twitter and Instagram, keeping it clean across the board. Where can they find you, Johnny, with all your crazy names? So you can find me at the really (laughs) complex name at Wahoo on Instagram, which is WH3As, WH2Os, and Nobulto on Twitter. That's underscore N-O-B-U-L-T-O underscore and, you know, always, always, always blessings to the Sneaker Closet family, our day ones. Thank you all for always listening. And we'll catch y'all next episode. Bless.